Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And the earth opened up and swallowed its children whole after the events of Thursday night. Hellfire scorched the earth. Gods from the heavens came down to play, dancing on the headpins of a needle after the big event of Thursday night. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. From the Mobile Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. And oh boy, Mike Harmon tonight. (laughs) That's what you call a lead, brother. That is what you call a lead. Preach. We we were the first to tell you this. Many other shows may say, you know, we were the first... To tell you this, many other shows on our network will say, oh, we were, yeah, we had this. Again, always happy to provide tomorrow's takes the night before to anyone listening on the radio, whether you do a radio show or listen to a radio show. We're always happy to do that for you. Tim Tebow, get ready for September in Major League Baseball. I'm so excited. Get excited, Tim. Get excited. This leaving. We can wake Phil Jackson up. Phil, wake up. Hello. Phil. Phil. Uh, we know who he is. He's a unicorn and he's special. All right. That is go, true. Yeah. You, you know what? You're right, Phil, but you can go back to sleep now. 
No, but it's you know not. What? That no, go back to sleep. Normally doesn't apply to many individuals. Right? When he said that about Porzingis, he said, "Ah, oh, he's a unicorn." Well, I think Tim Tebow's a guy that might just be a, another type of unicorn. Tonight, the Port St. Lucie Mets yep. sweep a doubleheader. How do they win the doubleheader? They win with a walk-off home run. Opposite field down the left field line like Aaron Judge in batting practice. Tim Tebow with a walk-off make it an 11-game hit streak in Port St. Lucie. Tim Tebow now at 85% to get to City Field in September. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whoever you need to thank, Tim, you have a lot of converts to your way of life. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever movies you watch, television shows, whatever books you read, whatever kind of shirts you wear, you are the new Major Tom of Major League Baseball. You like that? I should have done that like Berman. That was pretty good. A ground control to Major Tom, Major Tebow of Major League Baseball. Tebow. A walk-off home run down the left field line, mobbed by his teammates. They throw all kinds of Gatorade on him. And I tell you this, Mike Harmon, why are we waiting till September at this point? Bring him up now. Let him save the Mets now. They got a 10-game homestand starting tomorrow. Let him save. Shia, Shia, back off, dude. You're in a lot of trouble, man. Okay? A lot of trouble. But let him do it now. Let him save them. What are we waiting till September? Let him do it now. I like the way you think. I think it's a little bit bold and out of out of the box thinking, a little unconventional. But bringing up the former quarterback right now to enthrall the masses, and if you can get those T-shirts in place before the first pitch tomorrow, think of all the volume. Think of all the units you'll sell over a ten-game homestand. Oh, just it doesn't matter if the numbers just peel right off the back after you watch once. No, that T-shirt oh, jersey. Have, look, you take a couple of kids and you say, "Look, you're gonna you're gonna spray paint off of this stencil, Tebow and this number." Doesn't have to be really neat. We can claim it's one of a kind art because they're all gonna look different. The Jason Smith Show Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike Harmon in Las Vegas where he caught some summer league action today. Oh, it was hot summer league action. Let me tell you. And I want to say right now in summer league, the Lakers leading the Cavaliers thirty six thirty. Six minutes to go in the second quarter. Alonzo Ball playing. So really, his groin must have hurt so much. The night he had to take the night Stay off against the Aaron Fox. Uh, able to play so well last night. And they bring him back and play the next night. No, his groin hurts him. It's, it's such an issue. No, we'll let him play on back-to-back nights. It's uh-huh. absolutely fine. Yeah. If there's anybody that honestly thinks he wasn't ducking De'Aaron Fox earlier this week, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. I just can't w- wait for you to have the sandwich board outside the Laker facilities. You're cra- why are you ducking Fox? Why are you, du- why are you ducking De'Aaron Fox? Come on, man. This is at TJ Fox Sports Radio. It is Fox specifically. So the, let's have him take this one game off just in case he gets worked by De'Aaron Fox. And so they don't have to worry about the headline. The ball family doesn't have to worry about the, hey, Alonzo is pretty good, but De'Aaron Fox, last two times, he's better than he is. Trust me. We said it all last night before we get back to Tebow. We said it all last night. The Ball family doesn't want three months of the last two times De'Aaron Fox played against Lonzo Ball. He won the matchup. 
They do not want that. So he ducked him this week. There's no other reason that you can say is to say this is why the Lakers sat Lonzo Ball. They sat him in a game he knew that he would get flack if he sat out. They still sat him. They could have said we're sitting him. They could have said we're sitting him, and it, it's not a great. This is our decision to take it out of his hands. They did not. The only quote we got from the Lakers when he sat out for that game against De'Aaron Fox was, he's fine. He ducked him. This is what the Ball family is about. Remember, they're always about the image of Lonzo, number one, and everything else is number two. With a groin injury in the summer league, you sit out and don't play. But yet he sits out a game, and now he's playing back-to-back nights. So, okay then. Yes, yes, he completely didn't duck De'Aaron Fox, except he absolutely did. So Two out of that. seven from the field tonight. In his ten minutes of play, we're midway through the second quarter of Summer League action. Lakers with a three-point lead over the Cavaliers. Uh, the interesting note out of here, a night after wearing the Kobe Nikes, tonight it's the James Harden Adidas yeah. shoes, showing that it's free agency and everything's been <laughs> thrown into chaos in terms of what we knew. It used to be you get a pile of money from uh-huh. this shoe company, and that's the way it works. You have a nice long commitment to one another, and you go into iteration 97 of your shoes. Yeah. Don't the wall saying, hey, let's take the tour. We will get to the shoe issue of the ZO2s and Lonzo Ball coming up in about 10 minutes because, listen, we, we, we have to get the laws at Fox Sports Radio say we can't be away from Tim Tebow for more than two and a half minutes. I'm very, very excited That's, about uh, Tim, it. I know. So we have to get back to Tebow and then do Lonzo Ball shoe in 10 minutes. I mean, that's the rule. I mean, that we have to do that. Are those unwritten rules like in baseball? Uh, no, no, no. It's actually, no. It's, we have a note from our boss, Scott Shapiro, that says, listen, every two and a half minutes you have to talk about Tebow and then you get to something else if you want. Just do it! Shia, Shia, dude, take it easy, man. You know what? He wouldn't have gotten in any trouble if that's all he said. <laughs> Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Tebow, it's amazing what the guy's doing. To to take to back up for a second and and to, to give you a real conversation about Tebow. Other than look, he's coming to the majors. Okay, the Mets are going to be out of it. As long as he hits, he gets to double A. They'll put him on the forty man. They'll bring him up in September. It will happen. As long as he doesn't go into a complete nosedive and be terrible. They'll move him up, and he'll come up. But that's that's why the the chance to go 70, 75, 80% now. It's about 11-game hit. How long will he be down here until he gets that promotion? So so it'll happen. But it's time to give him credit for, the, for being a guy who, after playing football for his entire life, okay, he hasn't played baseball since high school, right? That was the last time, and now he's trying to reinvent himself as a baseball player. Not many guys could now play in the minors at high single A, which is where, you know, look, all your best prospects pretty much start there or they get there at some point. Not that Tebow's one of their best prospects, but this is a pretty decent level of minor league baseball. And after just training for a while, can succeed to this extent at single A. Yes, he had trouble in Columbia, but he's hitting better here now. He's hitting with power, and he's got an 11-game hit streak now since he came up. And I, I think you have to give the guy credit for doing something that nobody thought he could do, and that's hit the baseball well in the minor leagues. Nobody thought, and here he is doing it. Yeah, we still wonder what it is the next rung up the ladder and where the ceiling is, how low or how high it may be. But 
the reality is when we go back to the genesis of this, a marketing and PR stunt to where the scout that watched him in California wouldn't put his name on the sheet. So they had to put the marketing director on there. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That's how much of an unlikely event it was. It was a nice uh, distraction, a little three-ring circus kind of thing to keep you entertained while the Mets pitchers were getting hurt. And they thought maybe we could make a couple of sales along the way, reinvigorate the crowd at the minor league facilities and put some butts in seats, sell a couple more things of cotton candy, and away we go. And it certainly has worked. They've made a lot of money off of his appearances. And then he did the unthinkable. He actually hit the ball. (laughs) Right? The first one that he hit upon being promoted to this level was, ah, it's such a sham. The guy grooved him a pitch. Now he's hitting opposite field home runs to win ball games. <laughs> so it's one of those made-for-TV movies in the waiting, and I can't wait to see where it ends. Obviously, playing at City Field in meaningless Mets. Bat- Actually, that'll be a more meaningful at bat. See, I told you that the Michael Conforto strikeout in the All-Star game was going to be the last meaningful Met at bat of the year. I was wrong. I yeah, exactly. I forgot about Tebow. You for, see, and that I told you, there's a lot of other important at bats that are coming up because the Mets are going to want to sell a lot of their players, and that's what's going to happen. They need to make rooms. You're going to see a lot more important at bats. And look, when they do make trades, and Tebow does come up, this is how it's going to go. Tebow's not going to come up and play every day because the last thing the Mets want to do is put him in the lineup every day where he goes 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, 0 for 4 and three strikeouts, and he embarrasses himself because it is the major leagues after all. But what he's going to do is he's going to come up, and they're going to do it, and they're going to say it's for the purpose of having him around our players and our players to be around him. Much like the Rangers liked having Russell Wilson around the team, winning a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. He maybe rubs off on the players, whatever it is, because Tebow is an icon. Heisman Trophy winner, national championship winner, was an icon in in the NFL until John Elway decided, I'm snuffing out your NFL career, and the Jets just danced on his grave. Everybody wants to be around him. He is that kind of guy. I tell you, one time he's going to run for president. At some point, he's going to run for president. He's that kind of guy. Is so he going to run against Peyton Manning? Oh, that'd be tough. Oh, that'd be tough. Or are they on the same ticket? That would be tough. Can you imagine... Tebow running against Peyton Manning in a primary and the winner facing off against Kid Rock. Oh, now you're talking. uh, And I don't know, man. That would be very difficult to to figure out who I wanted to vote for there. A man who brings together masses of people. He's a very divisive figure in the sporting world. He is Tim Tebow. Mm. On the other side, the American badass. (laughs) (laughs) Kid Rock. Kid, uh, how will you fix the economy? I will ball with a ball to bang. Wait, that's not answering the question. Oh, sorry. Ball with a ball to bang the bang. Does that not for this four-minute, 54-second <laughs> filibuster. But still, here's what's going to happen. Tebow will come up. He will play sparingly. He'll pinch run. He'll pinch hit. He'll go in as a defensive replacement just to get him a little, you know, in the eighth or ninth inning of a game. He'll start once a week or, you know, once every few days just to get him in the lineup. 
the Mets aren't going to overexpose him to where he embarrasses himself. They'll limit it, and that's how it's going to – trust me, that's how it will go. I can see it. I'd bring him up now, put him in, in the outfield, trade Curtis Granderson, get something, and suddenly now you watch Tim Tebow lift the Mets to the playoffs. But that's how it will go in September. You will see him here and there in spots, and it will be a big highlight. We'll be paying attention to the Mets. You know they're going to be 20 games under 500 and out of it. That's how it's going to go, and Tim Tebow will be there. He's a we weapon. told you first. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, or on Twitter, at How About a Fresca. Uh, coming up next, yes, as Mike Harmon said, last night it was the Kobe shoe. Tonight it was the Harden shoe for Lonzo Ball. So what is up with the ZO2 shoes? We will run through every scenario as to why this is happening and tell you exactly which one is the right one. That's next on Fox. Big ball is chicken. Fox Sports Radio. We found a Tim Tebow song. Not Jason. just a Tim Tebow song. Tim Tebow rap. It's it's a rap about Tebow. Who knew? I really thought we were going to get Tim Tebow's fire by uh, the Saint Almost Fire guy. But when well, I was... or the Jimmy Fallon bits that he did where it was <laughs> Tebowy. <laughs> Tebow played football. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Mobile Geico Studios. I'm in L.A. Mike Harmon in Vegas for the rest of the week as we do our shows. And before we get into the latest on the ZO2 shoe, we actually have the final call of Tim Tebow's walk-off home run tonight <gasps> for Port St. Lucie. We, we had to comb the internet to find it but we found it, make an 11-game hit streak for Tim Tebow, who is coming to save the Mets. Let's hear it. Here's Tebow. From high, it's a deep. It is What a special moment for Tebow. There it is. You know, those single-A ballparks, Mike, you know, they're, really, they're much louder than you expect them to be. Oh, that's well. That's a kind of magnetism and the magic that Tebow brings. Yeah, well, ten, 10 or fifteen people sound like fifteen thousand. Or, or the fans are all just around the microphone. You know, I watched the video of of them, and the fans all go crazy. And as soon as the ball goes out, his entire team is out of the dugout. I mean, they're right out of the dugout to get to home plate. They dump water on them. They're all going crazy. It, it was like a it was like a World Series moment. Well, and every one of them single A called and texted everybody they knew and said, hey, I'm going to be on TV tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of screen time right off the jump unless something crazy happens in Summer League. Look for me in the first two to three minutes. <laughs> and then again, when they replay and reset the day. Oh, I mean, let's be honest. What's the what's the biggest story in all the highlight shows tonight? It's T. It, I mean, what is it? What else? What else are you going to show? Are you going to show a, a generic Lonzo Ball assist? Are you going to show a generic shot of him and De'Aaron Fox? Or are you going to show Tim Tebow's walk? You show Tim Tebow's walk off. That's kind of how it goes. There's I'm nothing so else that beats it. Get excited, Tim. There's not, if there was something that would beat it, I would say, yeah, you're right. But there's nothing bigger than Tebow's walk. The guy's going to the major league. He's going to be up in September. We knew this t- three weeks ago. We knew this was going to happen. No, but now it's the beautiful thing of all his teammates get their moment in the sun, too. Good for them. <laughs> look at me. I'm never going to be on TV again. But there, look, mom. Look, I'm, I'm all that because the angle is from like the uh, the stands, like thirty rows up. I don't know. Yeah, how I've seen you... one from behind home yeah. plate, and then I've seen one from the the left field line. So we've got a couple of uh, 
different Zabruder-like films starting to make their way around. That's me. I'm the I'm, I'm that guy out of the dugout there. That's me. Then, uh, then I get lost in the scrum right here. Then that's me right there. You have to look at the pictures that are all up that, that keep getting tweeted out of Tebow after he crosses his own plate with all his teammates going crazy on him. That's what you got to have. It's a big celebration. Positivity. But as Mike Harmon astutely pointed out earlier tonight, Summer League right now, Lakers and the Cavaliers, Lonzo Ball playing again, so you know his groin is feeling just fine. Don't have that pesky De'Aaron Fox to worry about. Uh, But for the second night in a row, he is not wearing his signature ZO2 shoe. Last night, it was a Kobe shoe. Tonight, it's the James Harden shoe. Earlier today, LeVar Ball said, uh, no, there's no deal with Nike. Nike said there's no deal with the balls. So why is a guy who had his signature shoe made for him not wearing his signature shoe? And I don't buy this, oh, it's about being independent. It's about wearing, you can wear whatever shoe you want to. It's it's about being your own person. That sounds like something that was cooked up. How do we explain that you're not wearing the ZO2 shoes that were so famous? They're going to be a billion-dollar idea. Not going to be a billion-dollar idea if the guy you made them for is not wearing them. But let's be constructive because I have realized there are three reasons why Lonzo Ball is not wearing his prototype shoe now. There's three reasons. You follow me on this, Mike. Here we go. All right, let's go. First one, Elena Deladon was right. He busted the prototype shoe, and they don't have any more. You know, the, what he was wearing was the only one they had because, you know, look, the shoe can't come out until November, so he kind of broke through them and said, you know what, I, I, I can't wear these because they're busted, and I, now i got to wear different shoes. So he's wearing that because he only had the one pair, and he – Broke through him in two games. That's Seems like they would have made more than one, but okay, I'll give you that one. Let's go. Number two, he's pushing for a Nike deal or a deal with whomever. Okay, maybe we overstepped our bounds a little bit here. Maybe we should have not, you know, I shouldn't have left in a huff. LeVar Ball shouldn't have walked out of Nike and Under Armour when they said, we're not going to buy or license Big Baller brand from you. This could be him then trying to make nice with the shoe companies or Nike. That could be the second one. Okay, so pushing for the the angle and trying to figure out exactly what that co-branding would look like. I think what they wanted was the sub-brand is how it was reported. All right, here's Mm -hmm. the Big Baller brand brought to you by... Nike, if you just <laughs> insert logo here. Uh, so, per, so perhaps they needed something uh, a little less um, sizable, I guess, when you're looking at the large companies. They want to make sure that their brand is over the top, a big baller brand, and perhaps now the, the ball family more amenable to such a, a deal as we go. And certainly you don't want to leave that money on the table, especially when you start realizing how many commas are on, on the on the table for you to leave. Here's my third one. And this is the one, if of all three, these are the only three reasons why he'd be wearing a different shoe. This is the one I believe. They hurt his feet. Playing in them, they're not comfortable. Oh. And he said, you know what? I can't wear them. I don't want to mess up my ankles. I don't so want you foot problems. That's why they went to the groin injury so, instead of... <laughs> I got a so groin feet. injury from wearing, my, from wearing my own signature shoe. Well, it's better than saying sore foot. That's <laughs> ah, true. If you're... Yeah theory held any weight so yeah sore foot you know so we can't do that no i i i would guess of all three reasons the shoes they made because you know they don't have a lot right now they hurt his feet 
and they're not or they're not comfortable, which is why you know what I can't wear them. I don't want to risk anything. Well, I'm going to wear these shoe. This shoe is good. The 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 Kobe shoe is good. I'll try the Harden shoe. I've worn that before. That's okay. That's the only thing that makes out of out of all the things. Those are the only three things it could be. Either the prototype's broken, he doesn't have another pair, or they only have a couple of pairs. He's pushing for a deal with Nike or somebody else. I'll show you. I'll wear somebody else's shoe, or they hurt his feet. I would, I would, I would lay all my money. It's the last one because there's no reason why you make that big push. Here's how big this shoe is. When Lavar Ball misses no opportunity to do publicity for his shoe and how big a deal this shoe is, and now the shoe is failing. He won't even say how many pairs are sold. If they were selling a lot of pairs, he would say it. He's at publicity that people would die for, and still they're not selling shoes. So there's no reason why when you have the free type of advertising you're having in the in the summer league, why wouldn't you be wearing them? Why would you be doing this? Why would you be going away from what is a billion-dollar idea? That does not make business sense. I'm telling you, they hurt his feet. That's what I would say. See, I, I would put I would put it on number two of the three. The hurt his feet. I just want to believe, I want to believe that they put out a quality prototype. The first one, I, I still have to believe that once they actually made the mold, they didn't just immediately break it, saying we got one, <laughs> and that they would have actually spent a couple of bucks to make sure they had uh, a few more pair to get through the two weeks of summer league, and that we wouldn't be left one and done. So the third one is, is interesting. The hurt feet. Because as Cliff Clavin in Cheers told us, it's all about sensible shoes for the secret of life. Uh, the But the pushing for the deal, I think this is to a degree showing off his shoe-free agency. While he works towards another big game, 18 minutes played tonight. You like the Cliff Clavin, didn't you? Uh, eight nice. assists, seven rebounds, and already, uh, well, he's three of ten from the field. So shooting-wise, not, not exactly what he had in mind. But rounding towards another triple-double when this is all said and done. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. So, which answer do you want to match Lonzo and his shoes with? And who do you want to match with at Match.com? Are you single? Are you dating on Match? If you're single and not dating on Match, you are really missing out. Start searching, connecting for free today at Match.com. That's Match.com, Match.com, M-A-T-C-H.com. And you can maybe put on your profile, I'll wear anybody's shoes. Anybody. I am not a shoe discriminator. And then people will say, oh, I like what that person is saying. I got to get next to him or her. Any shoe? Oh, sounds like someone who's really down to earth and easygoing. I mean, I could also match Tebow in the Mets. But well, then again, we, that we was, know that, that already. Happening. Yeah. Come on. That's, 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 you got that tattoo done yet? <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, get excited, Tim. Get fired up. Coming up next, we're going to talk with one of our Major League Baseball insiders, take a look at what big trades could be on the horizon, and break down the trade that was made today that was first broken by Katy Perry's booty hole. But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. As we get set for the second half of Major League Baseball, trades, trades, trades. Everybody wants to know what's going on. We saw a big one today, the Cubs. Get Jose Quintana from the Chicago White Sox. A trade that was first, quote, broken by a couple of Reddit users. Wet Butt 23 and Katy Perry's Booty Hole. 
couple of guys yeah. on Twitter last on on Reddit last night that were talking about, hey, I know a guy who knows a guy who says this Quintana trade is happening. It's going to be for four players, and sure enough, the trade goes down today. A couple of really good prospects going from the Cubs to the White Sox. Now we have to figure out Reddit, Mike Harmon. If Twitter is the Wild West, Reddit is like Pluto. I mean, it's a different world. It's, right? it's a complete. I'm trying to make sense of Reddit. Forget it. I mean, you'll get lost down wormholes. It, it's it's like a, like an acid trip from Alice in Wonderland. It's it's incredibly difficult That's to figure nice. out Reddit. I don't want to have to start figuring out Reddit. Joining well, us, you know what? We can always go into strange new worlds. Why not? Joining us now on the hotline, national MLB columnist and insider for Bleacher Report, Series XM MLB radio analyst. He is Scott Miller, who now has to compete against Katy Perry's booty hole and wet butt 23 to break trade. Scott, this is a brave new world for you today. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole breaking trades, I get worn out this time of year. I mean, obviously, everybody can't get enough of this trade gossip. And, you know, in fact, I put... You know, I've got a column uh, up today, posted today on Bleacher Report, uh, you know, previewing, you know, team by team, who's going to get what, who needs what. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I everybody races. Somebody breaks a trade today, and then with everybody's uh, – by everybody, I mean baseball writers, by all of our sources, somebody breaks it five minutes later, about six other people have it confirmed. So, you know, it, it's uh, – Whatever. <laughs> I mean, the news so, comes out. It's going to come out regardless. <laughs> so your bosses didn't call you today and go, Scott, I need you to do something. Uh, get on Reddit and, and see, <laughs> hook up with Katy Perry's booty hole and see what they know so we can confirm this trade that's going down. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can honestly say I did not get that call. So, uh, you know, but who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Katy Perry's booty hole, maybe that'll, uh, you know, that person will wind up on MLB Network uh, next week, and we'll get to see him live in person. <laughs> One of the new breaking insiders yeah. as we go through. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to wind maybe up. Maybe we'll being... do a live live show on MLB Network on July 31st, <laughs> the two hours leading up to the trade deadline. Hey, we've got uh, here's Ken Rosenthal, here's insider John Heyman, and here's insider Katy Perry's booty hole <laughs> panel. <laughs> You just know it's going to wind up being Theo Epstein. Oh, yeah, no, that was me. That was me. I just wanted to throw it out there and That'd get people used to funny. it. He, he did dress up in a gorilla costume that time years back in Fenway Park to elude reporters. So he is he is adept at disguises, so maybe. <laughs> now he's gone to the Reddit world. Now, us being a, in Los Angeles, Scott, all the rumor, conjecture, speculation, everybody hoping for something big for the Los Angeles Dodgers. As you look at it, are they more likely to add that bullpen arm or is a starter in the cards? Yeah, you know, uh, I expect they'll do something, but it's interesting. Under the Andrew Friedman regime, you know, they haven't, they have not gone for the marquee expensive name at the trade deadline. A couple years ago, a number of us thought they should have gone out and gotten Cole Hamels. Two years ago, I think maybe that still could have pushed him over the top and gotten him to a World Series, but you know, they were not going to give up their big prospects. And, you know, since then, two years ago, we've seen why. Last year, Corey Seager came onto the scene. This year, Cody Bellinger has come onto the scene. Uh, there's been, certainly been some great young talent come up. But, um, yeah, I mean, depth-wise, they're good. After Clayton Kershaw, nobody, nobody uh, you know, Rich Hill certainly has his moments. 
But, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, there's nobody that knocks your socks off. The thing where the Dodgers are concerned is that young prospect, the kid they had, Julio Urias. Um, I know they were trying to save his innings, and they were expecting him to be probably their second-best starter in October behind Kershaw, and then Urias goes out for the season with a shoulder injury. So, you know, that certainly jolted their plans a little bit. I wouldn't expect anything expensive. I know there's some rumors Justin Berlander to the Dodgers, perhaps, or at least that they might be interested in him. I don't know if they're going to pick up that $70 million contract. I think it'll be more of a lower profile, you know, maybe lesser starter or, you know, possibly, as you mentioned, a bullpen piece. You know, Scott, when you look at this trade today, you see the Cubs certainly gave up a lot to yep. Quintana. I, I just I, I look at this trade and look at their rotation and I go, this helps them certainly, and I understand giving up the prospects because Quintana is pretty good and they're they're loaded with young, great young players across their organization. But I, I don't see this as a trade that suddenly I go, okay, now the Cubs are gonna now, now the Cubs are taking over. Now now the no. Cubs are gonna win the, the NL Central. And I, I kinda have an issue with that. Well, no, I, I don't disagree with that. But I'll tell you, the reason why it cost them so much in prospects is, you know, they got Quintana absolutely to help this year's team. But the, he's also under control contractually through 2020. So they needed to get a starting pitcher because their rotation has been really disappointing this year. So they needed a starting pitcher, but not only for this year, but for the future because – while, while Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer are juggling things and trying to win this year, um, you know, not only are they short this year, but Jake Arietta, who's been disappointing, uh, very disappointing, he's a free agent this winter. So they're almost certainly going to kiss him goodbye after this season. So they're short their rotation right now, and they're going to lose Arietta, and, you know, who knows, knows how, who else. So they're going to be short in the rotation next year as well. So the whole Quintana acquisition, it wasn't necessarily a big bombshell strike where they think this is the guy that's going to put us over the top. They're hoping he can help put them over the top. They know he's not going to be the guy. But like I say, it's not just this year. that He signed through 2020. Um, they're going to lose Arietta, so this is all all part of the restructuring and looking ahead. While the Cubs are trying not only win this year but also balance next year, had he been a rental player, Quintana, say he was just signed this year, and um, then he was a free agent, there's no way the Cubs would have given up Eloy Jimenez and in, in, in that package of prospects for a rental player. How about the Yankees? What we look at them, and obviously they they cut through the noise and all the NBA free agency and the domination of the headlines there with Aaron Judge having the first half that he did. When we look at the standings, they're they're there and certainly uh, a contending team on paper. Where are they looking to maybe shore things up at the deadline? Yeah, same thing. Well, a couple of things. They they uh, they can use another pitcher or two, but they also can use a first baseman, Greg Bird was supposed to be part of this whole baby bomber group with Aaron judge and, 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 and Gary Sanchez, but Greg Bird hurt his foot early this year. Didn't heal as quickly as they hoped. And now he's looking at, you know, he hadn't been back. He's been out most of the year. And I don't even know for sure when he's going to come back. He's staring at a lost season. So they've been had a patchwork situation at first base. I mean, to tell you how bad, um, you know, while the Yankees have exceeded expectations so far, they've had so many things go right with, like, you know, Judge 
and Gary Sanchez and some of their pitchers. You know, Luis Severino was an all-star. Michael Pineda's been better. But first base has been such a, a work in progress that they just designated Chris Carter for assignment. And that was the second time they designated him this year. They, they, they DFA'd Chris Carter earlier this year and then had to bring him back themselves after they designated him for assignment because – uh, they, they, you know, they didn't get Greg Bird back, and they're still hurting at first. So, you know, if they could, they're not going to turn over a bunch of prospects. But for example, Yonder Alonso is having an all-star season in Oakland. You know, he's available uh, because, frankly, everybody for Oakland's available. <laughs> uh, you know how that goes. So if they could, you know, somehow, you know, pull a deal for first baseman. You know, Yonder Alonso would be great for the Yankees, but again, it's kind of a fine line because as much as they're tempted to do something right now to to help this year's team win, and they should, they also have to be careful that they don't get too giddy and 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 you know trade away some prospects that they've done such a nice job collecting because they've got some more beyond the, this year's team that have them positioned to be pretty good now for a few years. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Miller BBL. That's Scott Miller BBL, national MLB columnist, insider for Bleacher Report. Check out his latest on Bleacher Report, what all the teams need, and a special video alongside Wet Butt 23 coming to Bleacher yeah. Report as well, where they debate all the comings and goings in Major League Baseball. Scott, as always, my friend, appreciate your time. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. There goes Scott Miller, the Jason Smith Show here at Fox Sports Radio. We got more baseball on the way, but coming up next, buckle in because it was day three of Floyd and McGregor. Fox. I don't give a f- what Eddie says. Um, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news, great news. Here's a quick way you can save money. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. The Knicks are close to naming Scott Perry as their GM. Scott no. Perry, not Steve Perry. TJ, there will be no escape for the Knicks from this. Well, he has been a free agent for quite a long while. The wheel in the sky points to Sacramento, where the Knicks will be getting their next GM. What kind of compensation they have to give up for him there, uh, Berman? The Knicks will welcome Scott Perry with open arms into Madison Square Garden. Can he undo any of the stuff done in, in a vacuum or by the prior regime? There will be many frontiers for Perry to try to navigate as the Boy, GM. TJ. Leaving no stone unturned here in the Geico Studios. Jason Mike Harmon again from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance more info visit geico.com we'll get back to the NBA back to the huge highlight of the night in Major League Baseball and there really is only what well outside of Katy Perry's booty hole I'm very very excited about Tim, it yeah, Tim, Tim whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say whoa 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 you cannot play anything Tim Tebow says right after or before I say Katy Perry's booty hole. I'm so excited. No, just stop. What are you trying to do to the guy? What are you doing? Stop that. Tebow can't, can't be next to that. Come on. Hello. 
Phil, Phil, Phil. We know who he is. He's, he's a unicorn. You don't and he's want special. Like, I like Phil. your wordsmithing there, though, Smith. You don't want to be in on this. He film. can't be near that. Go Not, back to sleep. He can't be near that quote or right. that handle. Hang on, first, Phil. Go back to sleep. Second, don't play Tim Tebow. Third, you, Mike Harmon. I yep. mean that story. You can't get club when we do the Katy Perry's booty hole <laughs> and wet I'm butt twenty three. Tim, come on, come on, man. Tie shirt. I swear to God, if Tebow breaks his hitting streak tomorrow and he goes in the tank, I'm going to put your head through the glass. I'm going to yeah, do it because you just threats. did it right there. That's, that's like you're going Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather right now. Soak these <laughs> big artists. Uh, today was day three of the McGregor Mayweather press tour, and to give you a taste of how today went. Before we get to day four tomorrow, uh, here was McGregor answering allegations that he made racist statements when he told Floyd to dance for me, boy, on day one of the tour. A lot of media seem to be saying I'm against black people. That's absolutely ridiculous. Do they not know I'm half black? But <laughs> only Conor McGregor could find a way to take a a, a a racial accusation and then just kind of amp it up even more with what he's saying. Oh my God! I, so I, you, I, you thought that was bad. Let me uh, double down on this. What? Go ahead. No, that's what he oh, did. I you were doubling no, down on something no, else. No, no, I don't have anything to top McGregor. I just, I just feel seem like well, I mean, I have my quads and my calves, but we're gonna leave that there. I, just it seems like every day he wants to find a new way to, to try to spark some controversy. He's the daddy. And now he's waded into some very deep and oh, dangerous waters. My God. Yeah, you, you, you thought that was bad after day one. Wait do you see what happens for day four after everybody hears that statement. I just I feel dirty right now. We do a Tebow and the Katy Perry and the wet butt. And I'm this very, and very excited. Tim, stop. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to go beat up everybody that works for me. We got a big story in MLB next. Hour two of the program, it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the mobile Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And if you miss any of the show, don't forget, download the podcast pretty much right after the show is over. It goes right up. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, you can listen to anything you want. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever again. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We got Tebow. We got Lonzo Ball not wearing his shoes again tonight. And, oh, by the way, a triple-double for Lonzo Ball in the Summer League. Another one as the Lakers on top of Cleveland by seven with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So whatever you missed, you can download it and get it right there. Mike Harmon, if you missed him talking about how he went day drinking today and heckled Tyler Lydon in the NBA Summer League, well, you'll get that story too. You might have had the second part of that, right? I I don't know that I did a whole lot of day drinking. I think it was a giant (laughs) cup of iced coffee to try to keep myself awake and and alert, but also not to to be weighed down by this oppressive 110-degree heat. Did you now? You sent me the picture. You were at the game. Hey, Tyler Lydon's on the floor. Did you yeah. yell "Go Q's for me like I asked you to? I, I did. I got a little bit of a reaction. Nice. And otherwise, it was just the kids. <laughs> but uh, you know, the kids. Uh, as I spoke of a little bit earlier in the show, you got to listen to the whole thing. They um, they had the national anthem sung by the stars of the musical Menopause. 
That's right. Menopause the musical. And today was evidently kid camp day, right? So summer camps lined up all throughout the Thomas and Mack Center and big arena. And then in certainly the smaller uh, auxiliary area where they have the second game running. And uh, when they performed the national anthem led by Cindy Williams, Laverne and Shirley, happy days, all that fun kind of set up. Um, People were a little confused that they brought that out when so many kids camps would be in attendance for that early part, that first game on the, the slate. And, well, a lot of new explanations on what happens to the human body as you age. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, look at my Janet. Okay, so. Whoa, um, whoa, <laughs> whoa. How about that? Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, what? I said jeans is what I, I was going to say there. I was going to say jeans. That's right, jeans. <laughs> But tonight belongs to one person. Well, it really belongs to three people. It also belongs to Katy Perry's booty hole and wet butt 23. I'm so excited. But t- hey, they, hey. they are on the metal stand. There's no question. I'm about telling it. you, tight shirt. If, if Tebow completely goes in the tank because you played him talking next to those dirty words that I just said, you are completely responsible. I mean, that's more you, though, right? No. you said it. No, no, no. You, you don't play him talking. That You're putting <laughs> it out there. You're doing that whole LeVar Ball thing. I say it. It's going to happen. Got to manifest out. it, no, stop, stop doing that. And we'll get to LeVar and Lonzo Ball coming up in about 15 minutes. But Tim Tebow tonight for Port St. Lucie playing against the Daytona Tortugas. And I know it's kind of it's kind of difficult when you're playing against a a bunch of heads on top of turtles walking oh around. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Saw that just, picture you tweeted out, I'm spoiling just, it for everyone. I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing everybody is is at, at the position where they they tow the tortugas. They're all turtles, and it's what's his name's head walking on it like it was in Breaking Danny Trejo, Bad. yeah, Danny Trejo's head like in Breaking Bad. <laughs> Well, we should get Has a base they, in here. Have they done that day yet for a special jersey? Because if they oh. haven't, how have they missed it? I don't know. It's a guy's head on a turtle. Uh, it's, that's a tough one to do. They've celebrated really bad TV shows or movies of the 80s, so how's that worse? El Tortuga, the turtle. Uh, so they beat Port St. Lucie, beat the Daytona Tortugas in a doubleheader. How did they take the nightcap? By a 5-4 final, they took it due to the first walk-off home run in the professional career of one Tim Tebow. Here's Tebow. From high! It's a deep! It is What a special moment for Tebow. There it is! Best play-by-play guys in the business do their best work at high single A. Tebow said it was his first walk-off homer since his junior year in high school. He didn't play his senior year so he could focus on football. Uh, said it was fun to celebrate with uh, the teammates. This home run was special. The last one he hit was for the district championship, but even though that felt good, this one was more special. Well, of course, because it just happened. A shot down the line in left field. Tebow's third home run since getting promoted to Port St. Lucie. And while he certainly didn't have the stats to warrant a promotion, he had been playing better 
for the Fireflies, hitting the ball with a little more power over the last couple of months. He gets promoted, and now he is tearing it up at single A. Has an 11-game hit streak. He's hitting 327 with 10 RBIs. All three home runs have gone to the opposite field. He is like Aaron Judge in the home run derby, Mike Harmon. That's the impact Tim Tebow is having on the world. Good, good, getting good, solid wood on the ball, but can't get around on a fastball. That's okay. That's hey, okay. I don't care where it goes over the fence. Go, goes over the fence in left field. It goes over the fence. It still counts for the same. Funny, I'm just saying it doesn't bode well for the next level when guys may be throwing a little bit harder. But that save that for for later, right? But now, listen, if they wide, the but evolution if they, of Tebow. When Tebow comes up, they're going to widen the fields. It's going to look like a cricket field oh, where nice. you could just hit it anywhere. <laughs> oh, Tebow fouls it back. Wait, wait. Oh, that's a home run. It's going to go any. It'll be fine. They'll figure out a way from to succeed. I'm not worried about it. As long as this isn't just a long, slow con perpetuated by the low minor leagues to get some attention. That's all. That's the only thing I, I fear is that we've been victim to a shell game. Remember the Mets, the guy, the scout they sent to California wouldn't sign off on the paperwork because I'm embarrassed. I don't want any part of this charade. And then they said, all right, I'm the head of marketing. I'll sign for that. <laughs> so away you went. And, and so it's been that way. I, I like that the story and all the negativity that from which it it was spawned right as the signing occurred and everybody just downplayed it's like what he's taken up the roster spot of someone who was probably never getting past low a or maybe into double a if they're lucky and that's the one guy that's going to lose out on a roster spot that's the way it works so you, you sell some tickets you keep the other people employed and keep the machine moving meanwhile tim tebow's gone on to hit very well and for any of those supporters, if they were legitimately making the case for his possible power hitting, uh, they've been richly rewarded and may get nice promotions when this is all said and done as the residuals off the T-shirt jerseys start rolling in. Listen, listen to me. I need you to groove one to Tebow. Yeah, but Skip, it's, it's the last inning. I can, shh, shh. Groove it to Tebow, and I'll explain to you after the game. But I don't want to groove it. To Tebow. Ugh. Fine. I'll do it. Two big Did things. you take money? <laughs> Two big things coming off of this. To be serious about Tebow for a second. The Jason yep. Smith Show, Jason, and to be serious about Tebow. Jason <laughs> Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I'm so excited. Uh, Tim, get excited, man. This is your night. I'll tell you what. Oh, I'll tell you, the women in Port St. Lucie throwing themselves at the feet of Tim Tebow after that walk-off home run tonight. Woo! I mean, they would probably would anyway because it's Tim Tebow. He's but, the daddy. Two things. Number one, it's time to give Tebow some credit for playing well when nobody thought he would. I didn't think yep. he'd play well. Nobody did. This is a farce, all of these things. You can argue about his promotion as we talked about. And look, Tebow did start out awful with the Columbia Fireflies in low A, but he was much better over the last month and a half, two months. Now he was in high Port St. Lucie, and he's hitting and playing extremely well. Nobody thought he could. He gets a lot of credit for that. And speaking of credit, when Tim Tebow was up in September, you'll remember, we told you first on this show this was going to happen. When the Mets held their white flag, hey, guess what, come get everybody story a few weeks ago when Jay Bruce was put on the trading block, so was Addison Reed, Curtis Granderson. We told you that night on the show, Tim Tebow, 75% chance he's in the majors this fall. The only thing you have to watch is if he's awful 
and just doesn't hit and he's hitting 175, they're not bringing him up. But as long as he hits like this, even if he hits 280, he'll get up to double A, he'll get to the majors, and he will be at City Field. And now many other people want to jump on this and go, yeah, I told you, many people at this network want to do it. No, we told you first this was going to happen. And when he comes up, this is exactly how he's going to be used. He will be used as a guy who will play every few days. He'll start every few days, but you will see him as a pinch runner, as a defensive replacement, as a pinch hitter. You will see him sprinkled around. The Mets aren't going to put him out there so he can be terrible and embarrass himself because this is major league pitching, believe it or not. But when you get into September and other Teams are out of it like the Mets are going to be, and they're going to put some guys out there who are starting, who are going to be minor league pitchers that are coming up, guys they want experience. Hey, they've come up from double A. Those are the guys Tebow will get the start against. A double A pitcher up in the majors or a a guy that just got promoted to triple A that's coming up, that's who Tebow will get starts against, guys that maybe he can handle their pitching. He's not going to come up in September and start against Max Scherzer when the Nationals are trying to clinch the NL East. But for other teams, that's when he'll start. The other times will be sprinkled around, and he will be an event, and the Mets will say it's great to have him around our players and our players around him for all sorts of different reasons. He's an icon. That's how it's going to go. But remember, as soon as the Mets put that white flag up for the fire sale, we told you Tebow was coming up. Let's start printing those uh, bootleg T-shirts and get you on a plane to City Field. Ten-game homestand coming up. I'll tell, I don't, I don't know why they don't bring him right up now. There. Bring him up now. Let him save the Mets now. I mean, if Curtis Granderson wasn't hitting so well, he could say Conforto was an all-star. We got Cespedes. You know, bring him up now. Let, let him come up. Let him play every day now. You don't know what kind of Matt. He could come up to the Mets. He could bless City Field. He could he could bless the Apple. He could bless. And suddenly the Mets can't lose. After winners of 10 in a row, the Mets are back in the wild card. We're not trading anybody. That would actually be the greatest of scenarios. Just to taunt you for another month till we get to the Jet season. <laughs> so I'm all for it. I endorse it. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason. And my best friend, Mike Harmon. It is a final from Summer League. Lonzo Ball, yet another triple-double, 16 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, also had five steals, did not shoot the ball particularly well, two out of 10 from three-point range, just six out of 20 overall. But outside of that, and ducking De'Aaron Fox, he is as good as advertised. Big baller brand, here we come. We break it down, and we have more NBA stories as well as why Lonzo was wearing James Harden shoes tonight. That's next on Fox. I'm out. I'm very, very excited about it. I see what you did there. See what you did there. You saw that? Saw that. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend Mike Harmon live from the mobile Geico Studios. As I'm in L.A., as is the norm, Mike Harmon in Vegas, just a couple of miles away from where Lonzo Ball just finished yet another triple-double as the Lakers beat the Cavaliers 94-83. Lonzo Ball, 16 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds, 5 steals in James Harden sneakers. I don't mean like he went to James Harden. No, he's wearing a pair of Hardens. He wore a pair of Kobe's last night. Not wearing the ZO2, this is the brand of shoe that's going to turn you into a star, and this is the biggest bit of 
business that I have for big baller brand that I'm going to give you a shoe for $500 and everybody go out and buy it. And after two summer league games, it's, uh, how about I wear the Kobe's or then I'm going to wear the Hardens. Big baller's chicken. So far, he's been better in non-ZO2 shoes. Right now, we're building towards, you know, you need a sample size of 30 to be statistically relevant and legit. We're at two. We're at two. <laughs> Not two. We'll get to three, maybe four. I don't know. We're going to have to wait till October. Not but two. We've, Not we're, three. we're on the verge of a, a streak. Look. As I said, there are three reasons. Three reasons. That's ha. There are three reasons. Ah, I'm hunting wabbits. There are three reasons why Lonzo Ball would ditch the ZO2 shoe that Lavar Ball put out to be the shoe that's going to get him and his sons a billion dollars. Because you know that's what the shoe is. It's so elite. It goes for five hundred dollars. The wet pair is a thousand dollars. There's three reasons. Because none of this makes business sense. If you're trying to push a shoe and you get free advertising, do you really have your kid not wearing it? I mean, really. I mean, let's be honest. Do you have your kid not wearing it? Of course. He's going to wear the shoe anytime there's a camera on. But three reasons. Number one, there is only a couple of prototype shoes because you know there's difficulties with the shoes because they don't slip. They don't ship now until the end of November. Which doesn't really make sense. Oh, yeah, no. These shoes are great. When do I get them? Nine months. Oh, Hey, well. it's a long lead. Okay. Okay? You, you can't right. just start something up today. It's not like just building a website. We, you got to have physical product. Yeah. And 3D printers do not yet make NBA-worthy sneakers. We have, to get the le- we have to get the leather. Then we have to get the stitching. I have to buy some shoelaces. We have to... It's going to take nine or ten months for you to get these. Again, I, I don't know that you'll ever see these sneakers actually in real life. So either... The prototype shoes he has, he had maybe a couple of prototype pairs he was going to wear in Summer League, and they both broke. And Elena Deladon is a prophet saying, hey, I told you, <laughs> told you those shoes might bust. So either he's got two pairs of shoes or and they broke on him and he had to go with different shoes. That's number one. Mike Harmon, percentage-wise, that you think that is the reason. Percentage-wise. shoes wise. broke or yes. they didn't have any? They only had a couple of pairs of shoes and they both broke on him. Uh, I'll go maybe 25% on that. All right, 25%. Maybe on that a third. One. Maybe a third if I'm feeling generous. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, number two, he's cozying up to Nike. Even though he said he's not, they asked LeVar today, hey, is a deal closed with you and Nike? No, 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 no. But now LeVar is, and Lonzo Ball are saying, okay, maybe we overplayed our hand here with these shoes because we still have only sold about 500 of them. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> after publicity unknown to mankind, we've only sold 500 of these shoes. No, but that's just it. You still got to get to economies of scale. And perhaps in all of this process, they got a little education of what it would cost to actually manufacture these shoes, given the price point and given the attempt to get into the super luxury part of the market. Okay, all right. But still, if that's a strategy to show that, okay, we want to open the door a little bit for you, Nike, or whoever else's shoes he's going to start wearing now. Like I said, he wore Harden shoe today. You never know what, what's next. Maybe he's going to wear a pair of End Ones tomorrow. Could wear a pair of L.A. Gear sneakers, and you know, because he wants a Magic Johnson to be happy. You never know what, what he's going to have. A percentage chance that this is what it is. He's trying to cozy up to kind of open the door again that maybe, okay, we'll bring in Lonzo under Nike or somebody else, and, and that's where his shoe is going to be. Percentage chance that that's it. 
this is one where I get to, uh, let's see, I, I gave you a quarter for the first one. I'm going to go uh, a good 65% here. Oh, 65% on that I'm pushing in. Okay. That this is uh, all business strategy. All right, all right. Now, here's the third reason. This is the one I would go in on. The shoes hurt his feet. Oh. It's that simple. See, I already gave away 90% of the farm. He wore, he wore, <laughs> I, need, I need back Mike, Mike Harmon. You could I never got to take a couple of acres back now. You could never run for president. You're giving this country away. Uh well, I kept it's that it in simple. house. What are you talking about? He wore them for a couple of games, didn't like them, not feeling it, didn't want to have problems with his feet or anything else. So, uh, you know what? I, I've worn the Kobe's. They're great. I'll wear them. I'll wear the Hardens. They're okay. It's, it could be that simple. You know what? This pair right here hurts his feet. Don't worry. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll box these up. We'll get new shoes that fit you better and fit your feet better. Man, that's awful. You can get a pair of Dr. Scholl's. To go into your shoes at that local pharmacy <laughs> to make it fit better and take away some of the pain on your arch. Seems like they would have put in at least enough time to uh, get reconcile that. Hi, I'm LeVar Ball for DSW. You know, when my son needs an orthotic insert into his shoes so he can wear them and we can make a billion dollars, I come here for $2 Dr. Scholl's inserts. Man, f*** LeVar Ball. Oh, Joel Embiid, you did not need to come over the top row. <laughs> so what do you think? I'm going, that's what it is. They, that's a pretty good uncom- one. Though. They're uncomfortable and they don't fit him, and that's why he's that's why he's wearing the other ones. Waiting for a new brand to show up. See, this is where you you get someone to doctor up a pair of something else <laughs> and make them look like big baller brand shoes. They they have they have people at home at night and they got like they have they have uh, purple magic markers and they're just that's right. coloring in the shoe and making it look good. Got to make right, you can't, bogus it can't run. looking bedazzled shoes. <laughs> Why is Lonzo so sparkly? Yeah, all... He's going to be a star. <laughs> hey, if you want me to, I, I can embroider your jeans, too. Just leave them here. I'll get to them after I get finished with the shoes. I'm got putting... the freaky old lady embroidering on your jeans. I got you. I caught the reference. Nicely done. I got a freaky old daddy name. I love our ball that is taking all my money. I'm going to say of all three scenarios – the uncomfortable for his feet are is going to be the winner. I would say I love that. those three because there's no, there's no other reason out there outside of those three. Why else would he be wearing? He's not just going to wear them just to wear them. He's not going to. I mean, I know they tried to trot out this. It's being an individual and being able to do it. No, this is a big business endeavor, and you're not wearing the shoe when you're getting publicity for it. There, there's there's only the only three reasons. They've overstepped their bounds, and they're trying to cozy back up to Nike or anybody else who says, okay, maybe Adidas says, all right, you know, you want to come back and we can talk again, or Under Armour says, okay, we can talk again. You know, the steps really didn't do anything for us. It's that. Or it's the prototype shoes are broken. There's only a couple of pairs because really, how many pairs can there be? Or they hurt his feet. That's your only three reasons. And I would say the third. I would say the hurt feet. That's my. That's my answer. That's yeah, my. See, that's I my keep winner. Going to the, hoping that it's the business one because that's the one that well just makes uh, everybody look good and doesn't blow this thing up to where it, it becomes amateur hour. We, we didn't order enough prototypes to get through two weeks of summer camp. Nor did we find one, you know, when we're trying to spotlight this shoe, one that actually fit our namesake individual on the court. And now he's scoring triple doubles in other people's shoes. No, I, I think the, the business side is, hey, I'm a shoe-free agent, and look what I can do. 
So let's let's get back to the negotiating table. Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Now speaking of the Ball family, we'll have Lavar Ball coming up in about twenty minutes, a little bit less than twenty minutes, probably about fifteen minutes from now. That's less than twenty. In fifteen minutes, he was asked tonight. Did Lonzo duck De'Aaron Fox on Monday night by not playing against the Kings? LeVar Ball answered, and just to give you a hint, we have to edit it a little bit so certain words were allowed to play on the radio. So you'll hear that from LeVar Ball coming up in 15. But straight ahead, hey, we got a brand new twist and turn in the Carmelo Anthony saga. Phil, Phil, we got a new we got a new update, Phil. Hello. Yeah, yeah, we got an update. You, you, what, what do you think, Phil? I think we know what we're doing. Oh, no, Phil, you don't. Go back to sleep, We know who well he is. No. He's a unicorn and he's special. Phil, go back to sleep, Phil. Phil. <laughs> but the mellow twist coming up in a minute first. Here's what's trending. There are three Weezit, three Weezit. That's a ha 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 I'm very, very excited about it. Get excited, Tim. Walk-off home run for Tim Tebow. I'm so excited. He's the point guard the Knicks are going to need next season to help show the way for Frank Nittikina. Hello. Phil. Phil. Is it the playoffs yet? Phil, come on. Phil, it's July. The season hasn't. Go back to sleep, Phil. Go back. <laughs> So I just got to tell you, Mike, so uh, my daughter says to me today, she goes, Dad, it really sounds like that guy is, is waking up to ask a question and then falls asleep. She was listening to the show last night, and you know, all the times we played the Phil Jackson ask a question, and she was saying when he says hello, and then it sounds like he really does fall back asleep. This really is theater of the mind that we're doing here with Phil Jackson. That's just it. That's what it's all about. It's the mind control, and out here in Vegas, I've been walking the strip I've had my sandwich board on trying to sell this show. It hasn't been as easy as I thought because people don't think they have enough money to lure him out of Montana since he's going to get another $24 million to sit there and stare out at nature. But a very big update when it comes to what's happening with the last big domino on the free agent slash trade market in the NBA. The New York Knicks, who, oh, by the way, are installing Scott Perry as their new GM. Formerly with the Kings, not Steve Perry. You know, for for a second I was expecting the beginning of O'Sherry. You should have been gone! I I thought we'd get that Now that's a karaoke showstopper right there. Knicks are in the lottery. Phil, go to sleep. Just, Just where you go to try to get a... Guy to remake your franchise. Who do the Kings have? Who's, who's in the furthest outpost of the NBA? Oh, let's go get one of their guys. No, to come no, hey, they just the did a lot of great things. There was a uh, lot of great press. We did, talked about did. it on this you're, very show. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. They did a great job in the maybe draft. Maybe he they was did. the catalyst. And maybe it was Vladdy. Maybe it was Vladdy and all his cigarettes. And maybe, maybe Scott Perry was just asleep in a haze of smoke while Vladdy's making all these moves. What do you say? It's Barter Town? I can't see. I'm just gonna fall. <laughs> you let us slide down a couple spots. I give you two cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> like NBA teams under an like, investigation tonight. 
for chicanery and dealing draft choices. I'm just picturing Morgan Freeman from Shawshank, like, handing cartons of cigarettes. Bloody to keep you company. No, see, I, I had it as good fellas out of the back of the car. No, they oh, said okay. it's okay. Oh, all they right. They said it's okay. Oh, all right. Who said it's okay? Uh, but tonight, this story tonight, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN having this story. The Knicks have put Carmelo Anthony trade talks on hold. <gasps> It was just yesterday Adrian Wojnarowski put out the Knicks and Rockets are feverishly working on trying to find a fourth team to enable the Knicks to trade Carmelo to the Rockets. The Rockets don't have anything the Knicks want. Look, the, the Rockets are trying to peddle Ryan Anderson to anybody who will take him, and nobody wants him. So they need three and four teams involved. The Knicks are pulling back. And why are they pulling back? Because the Knicks want Anthony to meet with the new team's front office and Jeff Hornacek and see if they can convince him to stay with the Knicks. I don't even know what to say to that. That's just beautiful. Look, we changed out. Under new management. Please stay. Listen, Mello, I know you're real excited. You waived your no-trade clause for the Rockets. You waived it for the Cavaliers. That's awesome. But how about this? You know, we've been pushing you out the door for the last, like, eight months, and I know Phil is just, like, was kicking your back trying to get you out. I know, I know. It's awful. I know you can't come back. It's, it, but what about this? What if instead of trading you, we keep you? And then I would have to duck because then he would swing at me and because he would get so mad that after all this we'd say, what if you stayed, Mello? What, what if you stayed instead? I mean, really? Uh, the, the Knicks, oh, uh, all right, I, I, Mike, I got, I got to be honest with you. I thought when they got rid of Phil, okay, maybe it's not going to be ten years in between playoff berths. Now I realize it's probably going to be ten years between playoff berths because h- how do you do this to a guy that you've been trying to get rid of, and now you would give him away, and what you're getting back apparently is not enough. Now you want to convince him to stay. If I'm mellow, I tell the Knicks, blank you. What goes around comes around. I just got to see it come around. Blank you, you try to fi- you figure something out and get me to one of these teams. And I walk away, and I make the Knicks do it. Because for all of Carmelo Anthony's faults, and he does, he's not a guy made for this version of the NBA. He's an isolation player. No team is a Carmelo Anthony away from winning anything because his style of play doesn't fit with what a lot of teams want to do right now. I get that. That's not his fault. Every team knew what Carmelo Anthony was when they signed him. The Knicks knew when they wanted him. The Bulls knew when they were courting him. They should have let him go to the Bulls, but they didn't. Everybody knew. And Melo carried himself with a lot of class last year when Phil Jackson left him out to the Wolves and the media every time a trade rumor came up during the season. No, I'm Melo. I tell the Knicks, blank you. You figure it out. I'm not coming back to play. After all you did pushing me out the door, now you want me to stay? Forget it. That's what I tell him. I enjoy that. It's a good monologue. I like your theory. But there's new management. Maybe this guy's got a new PowerPoint presentation on which to sell him on becoming the king of New York again. <laughs> Look, Carmelo, we could get you to rise. And we like this poor Zingas guys. But, you know, if he's not going to show up to exit meetings like Phil, I mean, look what he did to Phil. We, we, we can't be having that. Unicorn or not. Hello. No. <laughs> Phil, Phil, back to sleep, Phil. Come on. Uh, in the end, they they have the, the power and they, they can decide whether it just stays a, a cesspool of dysfunction for another couple of years while he's still under contract because he'll be miserable. 
and it'll show. And I, although it can't show any worse on the court, can it? It's already been just an absolute utter disaster the last couple of seasons. So you either make him just rot there. I mean, because that's what Indiana wanted to do with Paul George before they took it a bucket of balls from Oklahoma City and the Victor Oladipo. By the way, your guy, your guy, your new Scott Perry, not to be confused with Steve Perry, he helped. Dra- <laughs> he drafted Victor Oladipo. So see how it's all my life is a circle. That's why I wanted to get that in. Uh, but you, have, you, you now have the, the idea of he, he's got to decide with this huge, huge contract what comes back. Because we don't know who these other teams are that are involved. In theory, Cleveland's one of them. In theory, I've seen that bandied about a little bit. But we still don't know the identities. So we don't even know what players, what bad contracts, and, and other wasteland kind of merchandise you'd be getting in return. No, and, and, but it really doesn't matter because he, he just, he can't, you can't keep him. You know, after all this is gone, you have to, and, and, and trust me, if there is a team that wants him, there's a return you can get. I've already come to grips with the fact that the Knicks are going to get nothing for him. They're going to get nothing. They're not going to get a young player who has some upside. You know, they're going to get an expiring contract that they can't wait to get rid of, and they're going to get a couple of draft picks. That's what's going to happen, I'm okay, and I'm okay with it. You have to move on. But now, no, no, no. Now what if you stayed, Mello? Now so what if you stayed? Suddenly if you stay, we could become a power in the Eastern Conference because no, every just team it. stays. That's just it. Some, some, somebody got in the room and they got dopey and said, look how bad the rest of the conference is. All right, we got Boston, we got Cleveland. But we can be that third team. We're not that far away. That's what the thinking was. We're in the East. And if you stay and we could get a little more uh, functional, as it were, maybe one more piece next year uh, as you flow through. Maybe, maybe they'll bring in Jonathan Simmons. Who knows? The, uh, <laughs> Spurs just renounced his right. So, you know, so he's, he's a free agent. But the idea being that maybe that's the sell job is that it, the East is that bad. And if you're really looking at just getting a bucket of balls for him, perhaps, you know, swallowing your pride, maybe James Dolan is finally out from behind the the guitar and the microphone and singing Willie Nelson songs to to say, hey, uh, Carmelo was the guy I wanted. Let's make this work. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. I'm in L.A. Mike Harmon is in Vegas. Together we make it work. We're like chocolate. And peanut butter. Coming up next, you will hear LeVar Ball. Mmm, chocolate and peanut butter. Answer the question, did Lonzo duck De'Aaron Fox and not play against him on Monday night because he was scared? We have that for you. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Great news, great news. You want to save money, go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Taking you back to 1985 and Hall and Oates with No, I Can't Go For That right here on Fox Sports Radio. Listen for the touchstones and be the eighth caller. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I'm in L.A. Mike is in Vegas. Got to see some summer league action today. Got to see some summer league action tonight. Lonzo Ball with a triple-double. For the Lakers in their win over the Cavaliers tonight, we'll have more on the triple-double aspect of things coming up in about 15 minutes from now. We also got in, got to get into uh, Wet Butt 23. Yes. And, I'm very, and, very excited yeah, about hey, it. Hey, 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 hey. 
I mean it. You play Tim Tebow talking next to the, the names of the Reddit users that broke the Jose Quintana trade. That's gonna that that's like bad karma in the universe. You can't do it. It's like Twin Peaks letting out, you know, bad vibes and Bob and everything, and now suddenly you've you've un- unleashed a plague of locusts on Tim Tebow. You can't do that. You do that, that's what's gonna happen. Oh, you made it flat out biblical right oh, there. It's a little biblical. So we'll have the triple double aspect of it for Lonzo Ball coming up in a few minutes. And we will also talk about Katy Perry's booty hole. I'm so excited. Oh, tight shirt. I mean it, man. If Tebow goes, if Tebow goes O for tomorrow, all right. If he goes O for, he's got 11 game hit streak. If he goes O for tomorrow and gets hurt or something else happens, you have to buy pizza. Okay, I think it might do a Michael though Conforto. Conforto can win it. Strikes out. It's the Jason Smith show. May not sound that way all the time, but it is. But we are live in the Geico Studios, yes, yes. both in Los Angeles and the mobile Geico Studios here in Las Vegas. It's okay, buddy. I got you. So we've been spending a lot of time the last couple of nights talking about Lonzo Ball ducking De'Aaron Fox on Monday night. There's no reason that's plausible that you can give as to that why Lonzo Ball did not play in that game against a guy that lit him up in the NCAA tournament and could light him up again. Because I'm telling one. you. You, you got, got one. one for you. You got yeah. one. Go ahead. Give me one. They forgot to put out the press release oh, that he was going to sit the game out. No, Somebody maybe. forgot to notify the press. Oh, you could be right about that. I don't believe so, but you could be right. Look, he's playing in all the summer league games. He's fine. Triple-double tonight. Triple-double last night. Triple-double over the weekend. And then I'm sitting out against the Aaron Fox. Trust me. This is LeVar and Lonzo Ball not wanting his image to be hurt over the course of the next three months where a story that fans can cite and NBA insiders and players can talk about, hey, Lonzo Ball's pretty good because he's shown he's pretty good, but De'Aaron Fox is better. Last two times, look at how he got over on him. And I know you got to realize these are big guys, big boys have to play in the NBA, but this is the challenge right now. And this is a three-month story in the inner NBA circles and by fans that, boy, De'Aaron Fox is better than Lonzo Ball because it's the last time they would have played, and here's a story for the rest of July, August, September, October. Trust me, there's no reason. If he was really hurt, the Lakers would have had a press release. Honestly, they would have said so. They would have done something to protect him, but they did not. Remember, LeVar and Lonzo Ball will always choose his image first over everything else. It's the way LeVar Ball has built big baller brand empire. Now, that being said, because that's pretty much recapping what we've said over the course of the last couple of nights, get in on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca. Tonight, LeVar Ball was at what, what looked to be uh, some kind of all-star type game involving his son LaMelo and, and like an all-star team. And the website Overtime and on their Twitter account put up a whole bunch of highlights from the game and actually asked LeVar Ball, who was at the game, if Lonzo ducked De'Aaron Fox the other night. Maybe the overtime listens to our show and wanted to figure out, hey, did this really happen? So this is audio. This is from the uh, Twitter account of Overtime. The question to LeVar Ball, did Lonzo duck De'Aaron Fox? Ask me a question on camera. You think I'm going to change? All right. Hey, so... Did Lonzo not play so he can match up against De'Aaron Fox? You don't do that. 
on the, the, on, buddy, what you talking about? On the TV highlight, yeah. on the ratings. Y'all can think whatever y'all want. Whatever Magic and Rob got him doing is what they got him doing. I was just asking. Yeah, I'm just telling. So there's LeVar Ball's answer. No way, no, whatever Magic and Rob have him doing. Here's here's why I'm dubious on this. Really? Now LeVar Ball, who has been all who has been the controlling factor in Lonzo's life and everything has been about Lot doing this, and here's the big bowler brand, the sneakers. Now he is I'm just Lonzo's dad. He's when I'm LeVar Ball, and now he's I'm just look, whatever Magic and Rob have him doing, they have him doing. I I I don't know. I don't talk to the guy. He went away to college. He hasn't called home until really I'm not buying that he's not in constant contact with Lonzo over everything. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. Yeah, whatever they have him doing, they have him doing. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, what, what do I know? We're still big baller brand, but pfft, yeah, I don't know anything. Now, we talked about it here in the Geico Studios. Tonight was the Big Ballers AAU game. His wife was there at American Sports Center as well. But a couple of weeks ago, he was on, I forget which podcast it was, but said, look, I've done take him as far as I can go. He's with the Lakers now. So that's become the the messaging. The last couple of weeks, as mm-hmm. summer league got underway, you're not convinced. Mm-hmm. No, really. You really no, think now? He's, now now the, he's the um, the what is it? The all that he's done against the dark arts. All, all, it's just li- hiding. All oh, the- it was him again. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, by the way, worst defense against the dark arts teacher. Uh, yeah, no, no. He's been all about using his kids as props. He's a Kardashian. LeVar Ball. He's a Kardashian, and now suddenly, no, I've taken him as far as I can go. Yeah, I don't know. Really? Whatever's going on is what's going on? No, I don't buy that for a second. Really? Now suddenly, now is when, oh, I let my kids go and I concentrate on other stuff? No. Not not buying that at all. There's not one ounce of me that buys that theory or philosophy. Not one. Oh, he's handed him off. It's now time for Laker (laughs) brand and courting other shoe deals. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, coming up next, we get back into a big possible trade in the NBA, Fox. Final hour of the show. Happy Tim Tebow walk-off night. I'm very, very excited about it. Get excited, Tim. You'll be in City Field in September. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Mike in Las Vegas. Getting set to go have drinks after the show and try to stalk and find out where Lonzo Ball is and try to get the pair of Hardens he was wearing during his triple-double tonight. I'm telling you, I'm still in search of the real ZO2s. <laughs> Someone's got to be able to find him. It might as well be me. Lonzo Ball, as part of his triple-double in the Lakers' win over Cleveland tonight, wore the Harden shoe. Last night he wore the Kobe shoe, not wearing the ZO2 shoe. I'm telling you, if you put a gun to my head, I would say he tried the ZO2 shoes. He doesn't like the way they fit. They're uncomfortable, so he's wearing different shoes for the rest of Summer League until the ZO2 prototypes get improved. Secret of life, Smith. Comfortable shoes. (laughs) But let's talk about Lonzo on the floor for a second before we get to a big NBA trade that I guess you could say was close to happen because one team offered it to another team. But that's, that that counts for close. These that, days. That's close, right? If one team offers a trade and the other team says no, that's close, right? It's kind of like the fantasy trade that gets offered to you. They, it was almost consummated, unless it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it takes two to lie, one to lie, and one to listen. Um, Lonzo tonight, his triple-double, he has looked phenomenal. 
except for shooting this entire summer league. His court vision, the quickness, which he gets the ball up and down the floor, his touch passes, his ability to rebound, his overall comfort level looks aces. He has been as advertised. The only thing you can say about him is he's having trouble finding his shot. He takes a lot of threes and doesn't make them. Every game he's 1 for 10 or 2 for 10 from three-point range tonight. He's 6 for 20 from the floor. That's not going to get it done. That that's that's the one red flag in Lonzo Ball because the Lakers drafted him. They're hoping he's going to be that next great alpha male point guard, that Magic Johnson, a better than Jason Kidd, like a kind of a Jason Kidd but with more of a shot. And yes, it's only summer league. Although there's a bit of a there's a bit of a a warning bell that goes off in my head when I see a guy not being able to get his shot in summer league because if you can't get it in summer league, how are you going to get it in the NBA? Now it could be as simple as Lonzo hitting two more threes a game. But is he really going to hit 4 out of 10 from the floor every game instead of 2 out of 10? That's the one thing I'd be concerned about. Nothing else I've seen at Alonzo Ball shows me any concern. But he has not been able to affect the game offensively. He hasn't been able to drive to the hoop. He's not been able to, to affect the game that way. But everything else, everything else is great. Yeah, I mean, part of it is you're, you're still getting used to these teammates. And let's face it, come regular season, none of these guys will be playing alongside him for many minutes, right? Brandon Ingram was out there for a game, got a little bit banged up after having a, a great performance and was shut down immediately. You'll just sit and wave to the nice people. <laughs> so for Lonzo Ball, he's running with guys that at, you're not pushing uh, big concepts in terms of your offensive philosophy for the regular season. You, so some of that's got to come. Obviously changing a little bit of style of play from college to the pro game is going to be a factor defensively. There have been a bunch of lapses. And then a few times even against secondary opponents in terms of quality. I'm trying to choose my words carefully because they're still professional basketball players. And, oh, sure. Well, they're, they're, they're still busting their ass to try to make their dream reality. So I don't want to disparage them. But the reality is you got guys that are – most likely not making NBA rosters that on a, on a number of occasions have made him, you know, have to get caught in mid thought of where he was going with the basketball, you know, getting caught in the air when the pass lane suddenly isn't there. So we've seen that along the way, but otherwise you're seeing the baseball length passes, you know, or the football length of the field uh, that would have been good for 40 and, and a moss and toss type thing on, on with some regularity. So for Lonzo Ball, overall, it's been a winning summer league, and Laker fans are going to be perhaps unusually and uh, unrealistically excited about his his arrival because it's not going to translate into wins. Let's get that straight. But it's going to at least make you look like you're on the come. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Phone number is 877 99 on Fox. Getting on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Uh, meanwhile, a I guess you could say this is a trade offer that was close. Sure. We could say not? that, right? Uh, Paul George was introduced as the newest member of the Oklahoma City Thunder a day ago. Remember, we saw the video of him arriving at the airport and hundreds of fans were out saying, Paul, please stay, man. Please stay. Just He hasn't please. even played a game. No, with you him. can't please stay. You have to stay. We 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 don't have anything if we don't have you. But after being introduced, the story leaks today. Paul George did a podcast 
with Adrian Wojnarowski in which Paul George revealed that before the trade to the Thunder, the Pacers offered him to another team for another star. Yeah, I think that would have been the Chris Paul to L.A. situation (laughs) where they denied that trade. Um, Yeah, I was aware of it. Um, You know, I would have looked forward to it. Uh, of just being, again, in a good situation um, and, and a chance to compete for a championship. But, um, you know, it, it didn't happen. Um, it's still fun to, to team up uh, with uh, a special talent and uh, have a chance to compete against that team. So what is he talking about? He is talking about the Pacers offering him to the Warriors in exchange for Clay Thompson. The Warriors said no, and they shut it down right away. But the Pacers did call and offer Paul George to the Warriors in exchange for Klay Thompson. And look, why would the Warriors do that? You know, Paul George would come on a year, and then who knows if they would sign him. Klay Thompson's under control for a couple more seasons. He fits in well with what they're doing. Obviously, they're not going to do it. But this trade offer was thrown out there, Paul George for Klay Thompson. I do like that he compared himself to Chris Paul, that the league was going to get involved. And, no, they're not going to let this trade occur. He's a good, maybe great player. Is he that much better than Clay Thompson? No, no, you know what it is. But, Jason, this is one of those things where this trade comes up in your fantasy league and you're like, I don't like it. But it's not collusive. <laughs> no, but Paul you know what George. I mean? One of those. No, I agree with you. But but Paul George, look at everything he's done the last few years. He is the guy dying to be a star. He is trying to do was trying to do anything he could to be a big time NBA star. Because right now he's a well respected top ten NBA player. And of course, when you're that good, you have a lot of attention around you. But that's not good enough. He wants to be a star. He wants to be he wants to be that guy who you talk about me like you talk about Chris Paul, like you talk about Kevin Durant. He he he's that. He's that kind of fame hungry. All his things he's tried to do from, oh, I'm going to talk to the guy about giving me the ball in the last minute, all these different things, that's what he's tried to do over the last few years. He is dying to be a star, which is why Oklahoma City is like, oh, man, really? I mean, that's part of the big Pacers screw you. Yeah, you want to be a star? You think you're going to walk into L.A.? Yeah, here you go. Go spend a year in Oklahoma City. Good luck. And he's saying, oh, man, I thought Indiana was small. Now I'm in Oklahoma City. They knew Paul George. They knew it. They knew this is the guy he is. He is so desirous of that that he belongs on a Kardashian reality show. He can replace Black China on a reality show to be, well, say they want the same thing. They want to be superstars. They want a lot of stardom, want all these things. He can replace Rob Kardashian. He can put on the Yankee hat and beyond. Everything is all kinds of sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. But that's who he is. So... The part about the Paul George story, I can, uh, the part about the Chris Paul analogy, I get. Suddenly now, yeah, yeah, I'm that important. And they would say, no, 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 because I'm that good. He is a fantastic, terrific player, but he has that overinflated sense of stardom. I wish we all had that same uh, sense of ego and self-worth <laughs> and carry that through our lives because that'd be great. Because in all the hoopla around Paul George, fantastic player, that he became this superstar on a whole other level right this is the the guy who is the grand prize in all of this maneuvering by nba teams he's been good is it that he's been limited by the folks in that he's played with in indiana is he that transcendent guy i don't think he's the transcendent guy is he the number two guy sure will he look good alongside russell westbrook apple absolutely but is this something where they say all right we trade out 
the Clay Thompson and add Paul George for him, and that makes them that much better, that that makes it unfair, please. If they, if they could, they would have stood in and recognized all the chicanery being done with all the contracts and the way the players have already gotten over in terms of that side of the power struggle as, as it goes forward. But but they can't do anything about that given the old CBA. But I, I don't see where the this trade would have been anything the NBA did, anything other than maybe feed to the auto pen for a signature. <laughs> If this trade went through, let's just say for a second, and it wasn't it wasn't close because the Golden State Warriors said no, and I you understand completely why why they would have done it. This trade goes through. It's it's another example of the NBA not seeing that something's going to have to happen for them to step in to stop players from teaming up. Because this eventually is going to be the death of the NBA if it keeps going. Players run the league now. And when they want to team up, I'm going to go play here, I'm going to go play, I'm going to go play here. Well, we're winding up with four or five teams with stars on it, and the rest are just also Rams. And eventually that's not going to be enough. You know, look, I've said for a long time there's too many teams in the NBA. There's too many teams. That, this is a league that needs contraction. But you can't have a healthy league when you have five teams that are everybody, everybody's talking about and everybody else is not even close in the conversation. This is not the 80s and the 90s where, boy, everything we did was we hung on what Michael Jordan said in his traveling circus when he would bring the Bulls into town and everybody would jam-pack the shoot-arounds and all kinds of crazy stuff. This is not those time anymore. Teams have to find a way to be able to keep their heads above water. And the more of these super teams that you see, the more the Warriors keep winning, the more the Cavaliers keep collecting talent, the more that there's two or three teams at the top, the first thing you're going to see is NBA owners selling their teams because they're not making money and they can't compete. They're going to say, I can't do it. So you're going to start seeing in the next two, three years, if this continues, owners selling their teams, new owners moving in, trying to figure out a way. There's a little bit of declining ratings in the NBA because people aren't watching on Wednesday night when the Portland Trailblazers are playing the Jazz. Why am I watching this? It doesn't really matter. Even the high-profile games during the season. Do I need to see Cavaliers and the Celtics? No, I don't because I'm just going to wait until it counts later on in the year. They have to watch out for that because you can't have five teams hold up another 25 that are with their hands out saying, you got to give us something because no one cares about us. No, but that's the hard part. We, we deemed it on the show, a show of record with the 82-game preseason in the Geico Studios. Uh, you can extend that into the playoffs. But this may, maybe this year was an anomaly. But either way, the lost playoff game because a shorter series – led to a lower salary cap, which is why you've seen some of the moves get made that they that they have across the NBA. And players realizing, look, I, I go for a year shorter. I'm going to get my money on the other side. So you can play that game all day long, too, until they get back to the CBA negotiating table and there's more things uh, amended. It's going to make for a very interesting couple of years for this league as we watch not only television ratings, but trying to cover it during the regular season, unless you have another Russell Westbrook. What do we have? We have the Lakers were a disaster. We had the Knicks. We've talked about this a lot. The Bulls had their spats for a while there. And and then you're you're talking about the MVP chase. And then what's wrong with the Cavs for a half a year? That's it. That's all you talked about for an entire season. And you can't bank on all of that coming and giving you those talking points again. So other than Lonzo and, and LeVar Ball, what gets you stoked for this coming year? 
more of LeBron? How how long can you run with that narrative before the general populace says, okay, fine, see you at the end of April? Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we got more NBA on the way, but we have to get to Wet Butt 23 and Katy Perry's booty hole. I'm so excited. Tim, stay away from this, Tim. You want no part of this, Fox. If you are on the streets of Las Vegas in 40 minutes and you see a man with a backwards White Sox hat on, shorts, and very strong but very pasty white legs, <laughs> that is Mike Harmon. He sounds sexy. Say hi to him. The Jason Smith we'll Show. We'll talk Mets. We'll talk Tim Tebow. We'll talk Lonzo Ball. Anything you want. You will so You will have no choice but to talk Tim Tebow after tonight. A walk-off home run. He's in 327. 11 game hit streak. He'll be up at City Field in September. We said this three weeks ago before anybody else got on the hey, you know, Tim Tebow's going to be playing in the major leagues bandwagon. Before anybody else, we told you this is going to happen. And look at this now. Look at Tebow. Look at that. Your obsession Walk with the off, Mets is run. really going to pay off for us in a big, big way. Because when we're watching those games in the Geico studios and watching you lose your mind, oh, it'll be a beautiful thing. Tebow is going to save Mets, baseball, health care, North Korea, and global warming. Take that for data. Then he'll build a better mousetrap and reinvent the wheel. I'm very, very excited about it. Put him in charge of everything. Just stay away from Wet Butt 23 and Katy Perry's. You know what? I'm so excited. Tim, Tim, don't play Tim Tebow next to when I say that about Katy Perry. You can't do that. That's bad karma. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fox Sports Radio, Tim Tebow, your play of the night coming up in a half hour. Hello. Uh, but Phil, Phil, <laughs> come on, Phil. I think we know what we're doing. Phil, Phil, go ahead. Sleep, Phil, sleep. <sighs> a big trade in Major League Baseball today. Thanks to Scott Miller for stopping by with us earlier talking about it. Jose Quintana leaves Mike Harmon, Chicago White Sox, but in exchange for 45 prospects and Mark Grace, the Chicago Cubs give all that away to the White Sox, and now the Cubs have the ace they were looking for, firing the first trade salvo of the trade season. The Quintana trade. I I had the moment uh, this morning that I was sad until I realized, well, it was inevitable, except that it helps the Cubs. Short See, term. but here's the thing. Before we before we get to, you know, the, the big store part of the story, I, I don't see this as a trade that suddenly I think, okay, now the Cubs are going to turn back into the Cubs again. Oh, no, no, no. I it's not that at all. It's just a, they, they got better, whether it's marginal or, or on a bigger scale. Anything that, you know, in my south side Chicago roots is going to help the Cubs is, is not a good day for me. No. Even if long term we win in a yeah. big way. <laughs> well, hey, they got you got what the number one prospect in the organization, number five yeah. prospect in the and organization. And the White Sox now have the sure what is arguably the best organization in all of Major League Baseball. But I, I don't see. Uh, yes, getting Quintana certainly helps because he's a good pitcher. But their starting pitching has been horrible. So you know they need bounce back second halves from 
Arietta, like all these guys. And they, they got to hope you look, Hendricks has been dinged up. I mean, they, they got to hope that it's not just getting a guy's, okay, now we, we've solved a big hole. They have a lot of holes. I mean, look, I, I look at their rotation and I go, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't see this as, you know, the Dodgers getting Verlander or the Nationals getting Verlander or something like that happening. Sure. Or, you know, somebody getting Kate Upton. I, I, I don't see it as that <laughs> kind of trade. Uh, you know, there's other guys. I just throw Verlander out there because, you know, look, I like Julio Tehran a lot. I think he's going to be someone that, that is real a big difference maker because he's stingy. I've watched a lot of him over the years. You know, but I, I don't see this as that, oh, now that the Cubs made this, now forget it, Milwaukee. You know, you had your first half, and this was a nice story, but now the Cubs are going to overtake you. I don't see it. Well, Lackey, Arietta, Lester, all pitching to ERAs well into the fours. Lackey sitting at 5.2. At this point, and Hendricks has now appeared in 11 games, ERA at 409, rounding into shape. So we'll see if he gets on track. Kind of the rich hill uh, of the Cubs as far as that goes in terms of finding that third guy to get you through. So you at least add some depth. And again, it's a long-term play since he signed through 2020. There's an option year at the end of things. So it, it makes them better, but that, that's not the, the last of the moves. They still got to figure out whether Kyle Schwarber gets to stick around or not. And, you know, will that net them the bat? Because they're not hitting. You know, all the talk last year, they may still hit kind of like Aaron Judge is now, right? Where he strikes out a ton, but when he makes contact, it goes a long way. That's what you had with Rizzo and Bryant and the others last year, except that dried up a bit, and now you're failing to score runs. So that's the business side of it. But the real interesting part is that this trade was not broken by a Major League Baseball insider. It was broken by a couple of Reddit users. Wet Butt 23 and Katy Perry's Booty Hole. I'm very, very excited. You play that one more time, Ty Shirt. C minus. I'm going to cut your car in half. Like wow. they, like they did to Jamie Foxx on any given Sunday. I'm gonna or get that the- guy there with the boat that tries to sell you that thing to stick it together, and then you can put it back on the water. You know that late night television show that I watch every week. Uh, these are the people that broke the story last night on Reddit. And trust me, if you don't know what Reddit is, uh, let, let, let me put it to you this way: If Twitter is the wild, wild west where there's no rules and anything can happen, Reddit is like. It's like the Mad Hatter's Tea Party in Alice in Wonderland. It's like the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. It's like Westworld. It's a it's it's a it's a place where you're like I don't even know what's going on 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 Reddit. I mean, you get you get sucked into wormholes on Reddit with theories and fan theories on Star Wars and Harry Potter, and then suddenly you know you have Katy Perry's booty hole and Wet Butt Twenty Three breaking a story. Now here's how it went. Basically, whoever these guys are, these these two Reddit users are. Or women. Or women. Could be. Yes, that's it, it could be. It could be. Whoever they were, know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Because, I, you know, I think it was Katy Perry's booty hole. <laughs> something I didn't think I'd say in the show tonight. There you go. Said, oh, you get I, a new mark yeah. for said, the Jason Smith show in the Geico <laughs> Studios. Said, I have a friend whose brother works for the Cubs that, that said that this – Quintana trade for four players is going down, and then Wet Butt 23 said, no, it's actually going to be for four prospects. I heard the same thing. And now these are the guys that get credit for breaking the story. 
I was at Summer League, and this headline popped up on my phone, and I texted to you, go, so here's a big story for us tonight. Now, I didn't think Tebow would hit a walk-off or Lonzo Ball would change shoes again and go for another (laughs) triple-double. Well, we knew McGregor and Mayweather were going to get after it again. We haven't even gotten into that nonsense because I think they've they've jumped the shark a bit in where they're going, and Conor McGregor's in some very dangerous waters. But when we we look at this trade – you know, and the information coming down on its surface, it's like, all right, it's the opening salvo of trade season. And then you get the two usernames, and now you have to try to figure out and identify ISPs, however we're going to track them. We need to know who these people are. One of them's Theo Epstein, I guarantee it. One's Theo Epstein. the uh, Katy Perry well, fan. One is Adam LaRoche. There you go. There's your, there's Adam your LaRoche, two. come on now. <laughs> No, you know what we need? We need this to be like the norm. We need guys like Ken Rosenthal and Jay Glazer and everybody to have like nom de plumes on Twitter and Reddit that are just crazy ass names like this. And this is how stuff gets broken. So like instead of, oh, you know, Jay Glazer had the story, you know, the first thing could be a Reddit user whose name, you know, whose name could be, you know, Tim Tebow toenail soup or something like that. And, you know, that this is who breaks the story. Hey, I heard that. Tebow's coming up to the Mets, or I heard that the Curtis Granderson's getting traded, or I heard that Mike Trout is on the way back. And then everybody's got to credit these crazy Reddit accounts before, A, you know, it can be confirmed by Jay Glazer or Ken Rosenthal or one of those guys. That'll be even better on the highlight shows. As confirmed tonight by budding insider, you know, booty hole or whoever it might be, that, you know, that they have to read it with a straight face. <laughs> Madonna's underarm hair says that this trade is happening in the next 24 hours. I mean, that would be able to have to do stuff. And then we could say stuff like this on the air all the time and not have to worry about getting in trouble for it. Well, I mean, you could write a a list of pseudonyms that we then adopt for the show. You know, when I was talking about this story today in the car, you know, I always make the mistake, or not always, but I make the mistake often enough where I'm pretty sure that my daughter's not listening and, and, you know, Pam and I can talk (laughs) about stuff. And I said to her, I said, oh, my God, you got to see this story. And she said, what? I said, Harmon just sent it to me. So I find it on the Internet and I read it that, you know, the trade was first broken by, you know, I said, here's wet butt 23 and Katy Perry's booty hole. And so she goes, oh, my God. And then Zoe in the back. I mean, she had headphones on, was listening to music. She goes, what'd you say about Katy Perry? Booty what? Dad, what did you say? I'm going, nice. oh, my God. How did you hear that? And that's one to grow on. How did you hear that? DCFS will be at your door in five minutes. I said, you didn't hear wet butt. She goes, ah, wet. Who's got a wet butt? Does that person have a wet butt? Is that why they said that? I go, no, I don't. I don't know. You know what? It's, it's, this, is, this is adults talking now. All right, Dad. All right, but it's like she heard Katy Perry, and she loves Katy Perry. Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, easily are two favorite singers. And soon she heard it, it's like, whoop, whoop, someone's talking about Katy Perry. And she knew it, and she jumps in and says, what, Katy Perry's booty, what? So I had to deal with that for five minutes today. Pavlovian experiment in in process, and uh, just apologize and get to the written reports ahead of time. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, a basketball story I didn't think we'd get. And one of the reasons we're doing it is because we get to play Phil Jackson, both talking and being asleep. Hello. Yeah, Phil, we got a story for you. Can you be up for the next five minutes and go through this, or will you fall back to sleep? I think we know what we're doing. Can you stay awake, Phil? Uh, All right. 
We'll wake Phil up after what's trending and talk about it, Fox. Let's see. We got someone throwing shade at Phil Jackson and LeVar Ball answering if Lonzo ducked the Aaron Fox the other night. Hmm. Hello. Phil, stay up. We're going to talk about you. It's not. We're going to talk about you. I think we know what we're doing. Okay, good. Don't fall asleep, Phil. We're going to talk about you. uh... Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Mobile Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. I'm in L.A., Mike Harmon in Las Vegas. And real quick off of Lonzo Ball's triple-double tonight, which he wore the James Harden shoe, not the signature ZO2 shoes for the second straight night. Yeah, well, apparently the ZO2s are not Lonzo Ball's cup of tea. Tonight at an AAU game in Los Angeles or outside of Los Angeles, cameras caught up with LeVar Ball to ask him if, in fact, Lonzo ducked De'Aaron Fox on Monday night, not playing against a guy that's been a longtime adversary of his through AAU ball and college in the NCAA tournament, lit him up in the elimination game when Kentucky knocked the UCLA out. Did he duck De'Aaron Fox? Lonzo claimed to have a groin injury, but he practiced the next day and has played the last two nights and triple doubles the last two nights. Yeah, Lonzo Ball completely ducked De'Aaron Fox. Didn't want to have a bad headline for three months of, hey, last two times they played, De'Aaron Fox worked over Lonzo Ball. This is how it works. These are petty rivalries and jealousies that happen in the sporting world. But LeVar Ball was asked at the AAU game tonight if Lonzo did, in fact, back out of the game Monday because of Fox. Here's his answer. Ask me a question on camera. You think I'm going to change? All right. Hey, so... Did Lonzo not play so he can match up against De'Aaron Fox? You don't do that. Lonzo, we ain't scared of nobody. What you talking about? On the TV highlight, hey, on the ratings. Y'all can think whatever y'all want. Whatever Magic and Rob got him doing is what they got him doing. I'm just asking. I'm just telling. Yeah, now LeVar Ball is I'm just Lonzo Ball's dad. Before it was I'm Lonzo's dad, and here's a shoe, and we're taking over the NBA. And now, well, you know, whatever they have him doing. I don't buy that, Mike. I don't buy that for a second that LeVar Ball is now, oh, you know, Lonzo's in the NBA. I'm just a dad now. I'm just, I don't know anymore. He's try, He's building an empire around Lonzo Ball, around his son. And he doesn't know? Not buying it. Well, he, he jumps from one side of the story to the other, though. It's, we're, we don't do that blank. We're not scared of anybody. And in the end, it's like, well, it's what the Lakers decide to do. Right? So, on one hand, saying, well, this is not who we are. But is he throwing shade at Lakers management saying, hey, they, they make their decisions and they do things their way. And and, and we're just going to, you know, say I'm out to take my Vegas blackjack <laughs> analogy. I'm out! You know, the, the dealer clapping his hands and walking away. Look, nothing on my sleeve here uh, as, as we go forward. But this is one that's not going to die. It got legs. I, I want to know if the, the interviewer is, is a listener. We appreciate you. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, and my best friend, Mike Harbin. So there's that. And then there's this basketball story from tonight. Robert Ory, who won championship after championship in the NBA with the Rockets, with the Lakers, with the Spurs, did an interview today in which he was asked about Phil Jackson, his longtime coach. Phil, wake up now, Phil. Phil? Phil? Hello. All right, good. Stay right there. We're going to talk about you. And Robert Ory was asked how great a coach Phil was. 
And this was Ori's surprising answer. Phil doesn't change. Yeah. You know, Phil is is an okay coach. Everybody thinks he's a great coach. He's an okay coach. Okay. His system is great. That's what makes him a, a good coach. Because you think about it, anytime you put Phil in a situation where the team is so-so, he's not. He's not. He disappears as a coach. And yeah. I ain't got nothing against Phil, and then, but it's the truth. Oh, Phil couldn't make it through. He couldn't make it through a 30-second soundbite from Robert Ory. So here's Ory who says Phil is an okay coach, but he has a great system. Kind of ironic in that Phil's system is, and the lack of belief in it is now what has forced him out as Nick's president. Well, when you got guys to buy into the system and you had the assistants who, you know, came up with said system to help orchestrate it, players to buy in, teach it, and go on down the line, that it worked just beautifully. Years later, the game's changed. People have changed, and, and the approach has changed. We were just talking about LeVar Ball and, and the Big Baller AAU event. Big Ball So many people have talked about it, ex-players, Hall of Famers, about AAU and what it what it's done to the game. So trying to teach you know those type of fundamentals and that kind of flow is just going to be a different learning curve, patience, and buy-in. That has to happen, not just from the front office down through the coaching staff and to the players. Now, what I thought you were teasing was the fact that uh, Ty Lue was at the game between the Cavs and the Lakers tonight, and he fell asleep. Well, that was going to be the play of the night. You just, I'm you, sorry. You, just you just let the cat out of the bag for you the play of the night. It! So there's the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I figured it was Tebow. Uh, well, well, you know, we kind of have to manufacture the Tebow final call, but we actually have Ty Lue sleeping on the sideline. I think we know we what we're doing. We can hear him sleep. Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil, go back to sleep. Sit next to Ty Lue. We know what he is. He's a unicorn and he's special. Phil, sit. Nap time for coaches and executives. Touch Ty Lue on the shoulder and you will put sleep into his body. Go ahead, Phil. There you go. Uh, look, the triangle offense didn't reinvent the wheel. It was it's a it's a very good offense that worked in the 1990s. It doesn't work now. It it simply doesn't. No players want to play in that kind of offense. The NBA has evolved, and you 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 know we look at, we're going to look at the triangle offense and go okay. You know it was pretty. And other teams run variations of the triangle, and they've they've done it because they see how it worked for Phil Jackson the Bulls. But it's going to be one of those things that we look at the NBA when we go oh remember when the run and shoot was popular with the Houston Gamblers and a couple of teams tried it <laughs> when the Oilers tried it in the early 1990s. Remember when this when this was very popular and the 46 defense. I mean that's kind of where the triangle offense is going to be. It's had its time. It's had its moment, and now it's done, and we're moving on. Well, that's it. And Phil has moved on, and we'll uh, we'll see their next Knicks executive. According to all reports, the Kings and the Knicks are finalizing compensation, and you'll have a new leader to take over and right the ship where Phil steered it wrong. And now that Mike Harmon has ruined the play of the night, which was Ty Lue falling asleep watching the Cavs play the Lakers and seeing Lonzo Ball go for a triple-double. Seriously. There will be a new play of the night, and I'm sure a little bit of Tebow. Next, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. That is great news, great news. Go to geico.com right now and find out how much you can save on auto insurance. And right now, Mike Harmon is eight minutes away from doing this. You know, my boyfriend looks like a catfish. Where exactly is this occurring? (laughs) I don't know. You're in Vegas. I figured, you know, you were... You know, swinging single this week. Yeah, I don't know. 
No. I don't know. You're in Vegas. But I'm Vegas. probably going to end up at a card game or at a craps <laughs> table watching some crappy cover band as soon as I leave the Geico Studios. You're going to be one of those backroom card games. Hey, you're cheating. I'm not cheating. And then there's a big fight, and you get thrown out, and you don't get your money at the end. And then there's a guy waiting with a hammer who goes, is this the hand you deal with? <laughs> so before Mike goes gently into that good night, uh, we have the play of the night brought to you by Geico. And, you know, listen, we could have brought you one of Lonzo Ball's assists tonight, one of his rebounds, part of a triple-double night for Ball wearing James Harden shoes. And I don't mean James Harden shoes personally, but the Harden shoe, because apparently the ZO2s either he doesn't have enough pairs or they're cozying up to Nike or they just hurt his feet and he needs to wear something else. I'm betting on number three. Uh, We could have shown you one of his 10 rebounds, one of his five steals, a huge night from Lonzo Ball, another triple-double. Maybe he will go without shoes in the next game. Now, that'd be a baller move right there. You know, I don't even need shoes. Why can't we have, you know, how far away can we be from that? An NBA star who doesn't wear shoes. I mean, Mm. could, could that ever happen? No, I can't. I can't see that they do. I mean, if you have some, just think about someone who if you're able to play. I mean, walking on hardwood with with you know bare feet is really difficult. I mean, I feel like when I wake up every day when I walk on my hardwood floor, I go, man, I can't imagine this and trying to dribble. But can you imagine what the bidding rights would be for that guy's first shoe contract? If a guy's playing without <laughs> shoes, then he decides I'm going to wear shoes. I mean, Nike would say, here's the billion dollars we were going to give Levar Ball. Here, go ahead and take it. He'll move like Bill Russell didn't sign autographs for all those years, so as soon as he did a public <laughs> signing, it cost an arm and a leg. One of those kind of moves, that's what you're looking for? Yeah, I th- think so, of something like that. But just think if a guy was able to do that, no shoes and, and just running around with bare feet, he'd, he'd have the the most rough and tumble feet going. It's like the the people that when we say, I, I, don't, I need stuff to – help my eyes, but I don't want the stuff for sensitive eyes. No, no, no. I've got the rough and abrasive <laughs> ones. Apologies to the comedian where I heard that, but uh, it, it's a good line. That's okay. That's okay, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, but we could have shown you that, and it's been a great last couple of nights for Lonzo Ball now that he's no longer ducking De'Aaron Fox, but the story of the night tonight, the first walk-off home run in professional history by Tim Tebow. Port St. Lucie tonight hits a walk-off opposite field down the line and left all of his home runs at Port St. Lucie have been the opposite field, showing that he has grown as a hitter or he's either really late on fastballs, one or the other. He's late, but that's okay. He's hitting 327, has an 11-game hit streak. I'm so excited. He is going to save the world. First the Mets, then the world. And here is the play-by-play of Tebow's walk-off. Conforto can win it. Oh, strikes out. <laughs> the 88th Major League Baseball All-Star Game is headed into the 10th. <laughs> didn't think that was coming. No, I, I, that I, was a curveball. No, no, didn't think that was coming. Didn't Throws think, you right. on the corner. So here is Tim Tebow's home run, the play of the night. Here's Tebow. From high. It's a Special moment for Tebow. There it is. First I just have to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said that it was his first walk-off home run since his junior year of high school. But this one is more special 
Obviously, because, you know, it kind of just happened, and that one happened in high school. Although this time it counts. Yeah, that one won, like, a district tournament or a city tournament or something like that, whatever it was. But now this, you know, this gets in the headlines. It's the number one highlight of the night. Well, especially when you've got no other real baseball, I should say higher-level professional baseball to contend with. You've got Lonzo Ball in the Summer League, yeah. where many have dismissed the merits of Summer League. Others extol it as the greatest thing you've ever seen. I had to explain to kids what menopause was. you got to listen to the whole show uh, as I come to you from the mobile Geico studios here in Las Vegas. Did you really have to, though? Did you did you have oh, to I, explain menopause? I, I kind of turned, and I'm like, are you going to touch that one there, Teach? <laughs> that one's all you. <laughs> The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, and uh, late breaking news, as we've talked about in the last half hour, 45 minutes of the show, the New York Knicks have put the Carmelo Anthony trade talks on hold and now want to convince him to stay in New York after trying to push him out the door for nine months. Now it's, hey, what if you stayed, man? Like, we're not getting anything good for you in the offers back, so what if you stayed? And they are also set to install... Sacramento Kings Scott Perry as their new general manager. <laughs> He'll be playing a show at halftime every I, other Friday. I, TJ Perry, welcomed by the Knicks with open arms to be their GM. Hello. Phil, go back to sleep, Phil. You're done. We know who he is. He's a unicorn, no, no, and he's Phil, special. No, Phil, you're, you're absolutely done. I'm sorry about that. Hey, this this guy helped to draft Kevin Durant. He's a big deal. <laughs> no more frontiers for Scott Perry as he joins the New York Knicks. The wheel in the sky points to New York for Scott Perry, TJ. Any, any way you want it. The Knicks have their new GM faithfully, (laughs) TJ. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.